Welcome to Money in the Air, the music podcast about neighboring rights, the royalties you earn from the public performance of your recordings and the business of music in general. Brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. I'm Andrew, co-founder and chief royalty officer of Royalty. Hi, I'm Gina Deacon. I work for Absolute Rights Management and I work with record labels and artists to ensure we claim the royalty income due to them. I'm Stacey Haber and I'm from Inside Baseball Music Publishing. Hey, welcome back to Money in the Air, the Neighboring Rights podcast brought to you by IFR the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. Please today, can we talk about a comparison of what public performance brings in versus other public performance revenue, say on the publishing side or on the broadcast side? On the publishing side, an organization called SISAC collects this information from all of the PROs, which are the Performing Rights Organization. They're the twin, the sister, however you want to categorize it, to the CMOs on the neighboring rights side. So they collect on performance licenses from bars, from restaurants, from venues, from broadcasters, radio stations, television, every business that is able to generate a crowd using music to do so has to pay a performance license. And so on the music composition side, since it's also a copyright, they have, they're have they also collecting on performance licenses. And SISAC totals up the performance license revenue on a global basis for all of their members. And the 2023 report, which will reflect 2022 revenue, is due to come out in October. But if we're using 2021 revenue, then they reported 3.6 billion euros in broadcast and 1.6 billion euros in public performance from live venues, from bars, restaurants, concerts, that type of a thing. However, if you want to flip it over to the other copyright, the one that we're more concerned with at IFR, the sound recordings, it is 2.5 billion globally in neighboring rights. So not parody at all. Not parody at all. So, Andrew, the CSAC money for broadcast, that's only from the countries that pay for broadcast, correct? That's correct, yes. On the policy so side. You, what about on the neighboring right side? I wanted to ask, how are we defining broadcast? So is this radio stations, television? Broadcast is defined as radio stations, television, networks, using music to commercials, and then it's typically paid for via advertising dollars which then the license then is passed through to the, the PRO in the same fashion would be done on the neighboring rights side if it was recognized fully in the U.S. Things aren't recognized in the U.S. prior to 1972. And we know that TV in the U.S. is not paying neighboring rights royalties for anything, for use in sync or for personal appearances on TV shows. Could we say that the disparity between the publishing and the recording income might be attributable to broadcast in the U.S., among other things? Likely, yeah. So in the U.S., we only we have a very narrow scope. So it's only satellite and internet radio here in the United States. It's about a billion dollars from sound exchange every single year. And overall neighboring rights is 2.5 billion. So the rest of the 1.5 is coming from the other CMOs across the world where neighboring rights is recognized. The disparity is largely because of the U.S. 
who generates 2 billion of the 3.6 billion in euros that I just quoted, mm. according to SISAC. So it's still the majority. It's still the majority. And the, how much does it do US versus rest of the world on the publishing side for public performance? We're using broadcast as the proxy for all of that. 2 billion euros out of the 3.6. It's over half. So I'm wondering if it's the same percentage that the world pays 50% less for the recording performance royalty than it does for the composition performance royalty. I do know that in certain countries like Brazil, the splits are not 50-50 between the composition performance versus the neighboring rights performance. I think it's like a 60-40. So what would be interesting is if we were to do an analogy of both sides of the income that is collected on the composition side and the soundboarding side for, for neighboring rights. Just for our own interest, we're not going to name any names uh, for confidentiality reasons, but it would be interesting to actually do a comparison and find out what is collected on both sides. And, and as is the case, is some societies actually do collect for both incomes as well. Not all of them do, but some of them do, as in Brazil, for example. That's really interesting. Yes, Andrew, will you undertake that for us, please? I will undertake that for us. Thank you. That's great, guys. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you find this as interesting as we do. Again, if you have any questions, please write to us at info at ifr.co.uk and we will reply. Take care.